everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where, of course, since the last time we spoke, I broke a major appliance, or I should say a major appliance broke. Actually, two major appliances broke, but that's what happens when there's a yuntif. Good morning, everybody, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach. I am... <laughs> I am jet lagged is what I am host of that's life head of social responsibility at cross river and happy to be here here this Thursday morning. You can find me here every Thursday, right after Allison and right before Yussie's live lunch. Yes, I am exceedingly jet lagged. And I apologize in advance. Um, returned from Israel late Monday night after a whirlwind trip Right after the end of Sukkot. It's a funny thing to be an American who lands in Israel when all the Americans are on the process of leaving. Or most of them have already left. Because then you get the whole, um, boy, I'm so happy the Americans are gone thing. <laughs> and by the way, don't get me wrong. Obviously, Jerusalem, Israel, etc. Everyone's happy that uh, life has returned to normalcy two years later. And we have a full, I mean, hotels were packed, so I understand. Every restaurant in Jerusalem was packed. And the streets were packed. It's great. It's great that there was a full Yom Kippur and Sukkot in Israel that was, you know, with, uh, how shall I say, COVID in the, in, the, in the background. Yes, there are people still who are getting sick, and I, and I appreciate that. But tourism was back, and it was, from what I understand, it was just, well, the word I like to use is Labadik. So, yes, it was Labadik in Jerusalem, and as I was getting to the hotel, and getting out of the cab, I still see people packing out, et cetera, et cetera. And people I know, people from Teaneck, actually. Shout out to the Rosenfelds of Teaneck, who I saw pulling out of the hotel as I was just arriving at the hotel. So it was really funny to have that, I don't want to say confluence, but like two ships passing in the night. Me, the American on the plane coming to Israel, and all the Americans actually leaving Israel. Which also made, I'm happy to report, that Monday in Ben-Gurion, you know, all the reports I've been talking about for months Months, 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 the understaffing, the craziness, the lines, etc. Well, I got to tell you, Monday morning, yes, it was the day flight. Everybody calm down. But Monday morning, it was smooth. It was smooth. It was like, uh, like Ben-Gurion of old, so to speak, where you were able to navigate the roads, the lines, the this. It just, it was pretty good. I got to be honest. So if we're, if we're also back to normal in that department, that's... That's pretty great. But either way, yes, my oven broke. Of course it did. And my freezer broke. Of course it did. But um, again, that usually happens around Pesach. You know what I'm talking about. Do you have a major appliance that breaks in your house every yentif also? Well, of course it happened. I didn't expect two to happen, but it's all good. Everything is fixed. Let's do the national holidays. One second. Actually, oh, I want to grab my fortune cookie. Um, I want to do the fortune cookie first. I know. Unusual. But we're going to do the fortune cookie first. I have a whole bag of fortune cookies. That is progress for me, folks. Usually I'm scrounging around. Good health will be yours for a long time. Well, that is an excellent fortune. That That is a really good fortune. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's funny because Nachum had um, announced yesterday, when it was the second day of Rosh Chodesh, Nachum had mentioned that we are, we are benching Rosh Chodesh and we are yesterday and the day before we not benching Rosh Chodesh. We had bench Rosh Chodesh on Shabbos. We sorry on what was it? It was Tuesday. I told you I'm jet lagged. I'm jet lagged, folks. I apologize. I jet lagged. On Tuesday, Nachum said that it's Rosh Chodesh. We're saying Halal, and it's a month since the start of the new year. We're already a month into the Jewish New Year. Yes. Mar Cheshvan has started, but look, I've gotten a bracha at the beginning of Mar Cheshvan. Good health will be yours for a long time. 
You bet. Love this. Love it, love it, love it. Let's do the national holidays. Today's national holidays, guys. I don't think I've ever announced this one. In, I don't know, 12, 13, how many years has it been? 14 years since the beginning of That's Life? It's Cranky Coworkers Day. I love this one. I have people to nominate. Cranky Coworkers Day. Hmm. That could be a fun post. That could be a fun... I don't know what, but there would there was there's certainly potential there for Cranky Coworkers Day. It's also Navy Day, not to be confused with US Navy Day. This does not have anything to do with the armed forces. It has to do with the color. It's also Black Cat Day. Not no idea we celebrate anything about that. It's read for the read for the record day and World Day for Audio Audiovisual Heritage. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but it was hard enough to say. I figured I might as well just give it credit. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Many of you will probably be surprised when I tell you who my guest is. Most of those people who will be surprised are probably my family members and people who know me intimately. Um, because as as we've discussed before, my husband Stephen is a member of Hatzala and um as a family, we are exceedingly proud of our Hatsala members who all volunteer their time. And of course, we understand as families that it does take a family to have a member who's on Hatsala. It's a tremendous amount of dedication, but even more so, shall I say, if you are the CEO of Hatsala, Yechiel Kalish joins us this morning. Yechiel, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Miriam. Great to hear your supportive fellow wife uh, banter yes. this morning. Thank you. I I appreciate that. I really do. I th- by the way, that was pretty sincere. You know what I'm that, saying? That was. I know. Was. I know. I was like, it was really mature of me also. Um, Yechiel Kalish has been the CEO of Hatzalar. Is it now two years? Uh, almost two years. Wow. Almost two years. So what's a nice boy from Chicago doing here in New York as the CEO of Hatzalar? I received a phone call, um, and uh, I received a phone call. They asked uh, they asked me to interview for the position, and uh, nothing could be greater than uh, working every day to uh, to save lives and yeah. to help other people save lives. That that's, that that's is. Really- that is, but and I, I give you credit. I mean that the truth. There's a tremendous, obviously, there's a tremendous amount of truth in that statement. Facilitating others, um, and strengthening an organization that is such a cornerstone, not only in our communities but in our society as a whole, is certainly certainly rewarding work. Tremendous. I got a phone. I got a, you know the last couple of months I've been receiving phone calls from different. Um, rabbis uh, throughout the country um, who are now calling to say, hey, we want to open a Hatzalah uh, in our community. And since we are the, uh, you know, uh, federally protected license holders of the name, which is a very important thing, uh, so that people know that when they call Hatzalah, it's actually Hatzalah responding to them in their time of need. Um, So they've told me, these Rabbanim from throughout the country, that, you know, it you know, when these smaller communities uh, developed, it was, you know, Shol Mikvah, then Yeshiva, now Hatzalah. Mm. That's really how the communities are developing, which is a very interesting, uh, I think, a, a new aspect of what's going on in the Orthodox Jewish community in the United States. No, I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's interesting because you and I have noted, and it's a conversation that I've had with Nahum a number of times, that communities that are super established already, have been around for decades, are now starting their own Hatzalah. Why? 
because the people, the kids, sorry guys, the kids who have grown up with Hatsala who are now married and looking for homes can't imagine bringing up their own children in communities without Hatsala. And so the communities are, sorry, again, hearing the call. They are answering the call for the need for Hatsala. And so they're instituting Hatsalas in their communities where there haven't been before. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, think Cleveland, right? How established a community is Cleveland, Ohio. Right. There's no hot cell in Cleveland, right? But now it's now now the conversations are happening. So yes, absolutely. It, and it starts with a conversation. It starts with a call from members of the community to say we need this now. Also, the pizza store is not enough. That's the mikvah store, the mikvah is not enough. That's correct. And that's where it begins. Right. And then it takes time because it doesn't happen overnight. You want to have just as you know from your own family, uh, you want to have individuals who are properly trained. Uh, and to understand the responsibility that they're accepting upon themselves. Right, and accepting upon their families. Right, that's correct. 100%, 100%. It it certainly takes a village, and in this case, it takes a whole family. The the expansion of Hatsala, though, is is not just something in communities where, um, I should say, not just in sporadic communities, but rather we're looking at a vision, a holistic vision in the United States, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Talk about that for a second. We we are looking at, you know, if we look at the Northeast Corridor, let's say from Montreal to, you know, I know Montreal isn't in, in the United States, but let's say from Montreal all the way down to Baltimore, um, in that corridor, you have 80% of Orthodox Jewry in this country. Wow. Uh, right. So, right, if you take that, those roads, uh, you take that path, that's where you have 80%. We would like it, you know, our vision is to make sure that anyone along that road uh, will be able to dial a phone number and Hatzala should be able to respond to them. And then when you go further out to areas like the Southwest, the Midwest, uh, you know, and uh, the West Coast, uh, there should be a similar type of uh, a similar type of uh, response, or at least that wherever you are, if you call the number, we will be able to put you in touch. Because again, someone my age, someone in their you know uh, upper forties, lower fifties, who grew up with Atzala, like you said earlier, they when when crisis strikes, it's the number that they are used to calling that they call. So we want to be prepared for that phone call that we do get now, but we're going to increase, but it's going to increase as we get these phone calls from areas that don't have Atzala and we need to put them in touch. Either we need to establish Atzala in those areas, if it makes sense, or we need to put them in touch with 911 uh, then in, you know, from where they're calling. Because right now, someone who's, you know, uh, from a certain community my age in this area, you know, uh, that grew up only with Atella doesn't even know that 911 is for medical emergency. Hmm. That's unbelievable. Uh, let's talk about the response time. What would the response time look like? I, I joke that the, fir- yeah. uh, sorry, everybody who listens from Ronkonkoma, but I joke that the furthest place out on Long Island is Ronkonkoma. So if I'm in Ronkonkoma... <laughs> Right. That was always, I mean, anybody yeah, who knows. Train. Anyone right. Across, anyone of course. Exactly. Of course. I, that was always my biggest fear that I was going to fall asleep and end up in Ronkonkoma. Um, fall asleep on the train. But anyway, so let's say somebody in Ronkonkoma, again, apologies to Ronkonkoma, um, 
all of a sudden needs Hot Solid. They pick up the phone. They call Hot Solid. They call 230-1000. Yes, that's the number I call, 230-1000. What happens next? We put them in touch with 911. If they they are incapable of dialing 911, we put them in touch because there's no way the RL can can get there. Right. The RL's fast. They're not that fast. Correct. Right. Correct. And it, and and the and the amount of lives that we would put in danger by trying to get to that call would also be, uh, uh, right. Would also would also would would not be warranted. So we would absolutely put them in touch with nine one one if they were incapable of, um, you know, dialing it themselves. In other words, if they make whatever's going on, they can only make one phone call. We'll 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 be able to. Uh, put them in touch. That's such an important point you make that I that I really did not pick up on that I that I that I hadn't considered is not only the response time, not only the safety of the member who's rushing to try and save a life or be of assistance, but also all the people in between Ron Konkama and the RL have to be okay. considered. That's correct. That's correct. We we care about them too. Right. You know the the number one rule in Hatsala is do not become the call. Mm. <laughs> yeah that's a that's a those are words to live by are they not right that's correct those that's are correct. words to live by i also just want to mention i mean we've been we've we've discussed a, a number of things over the last i would say months etc you and i but most that's recently especially in the rl they suffered a tremendous loss with the passing of Dr. Stephen Krauss and the sudden yeah. the sudden passing. And I, I want to I want to take a second. And I, I joke about Hatsala all the time. And, and my husband likes to remind me, Stephen likes to remind me that at, at the end of the day, they're a Hevra. And that's why it's yeah. Hevra Hatsala, right? Not to confuse this with other EMS organizations that are global, but this is a Hevra. And so when the passing, when, when Dr. Krauss passed away and the community was totally stunned, et cetera, and that night after the after the funeral there was a gathering at the RL garage at the Rockaway Lawrence garage for all of the Hatsala members cuz you had lost you know Michelana you had lost one of your own yeah yeah and they needed to talk about it and they needed to gather um and it's 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 literally it's not like losing a family member it is losing a family member and that that needs to be grieved and that needs to be shared is that something that's new in, in terms of your experience or what you're bringing to the table is giving people, you know, what you've brought to Hatsala, giving members an opportunity to grieve, to speak, to share, et cetera. Is that something that I'm it's sure it was well. It's definitely something new and it's not something that I brought to the Hatsala. Uh, it's definitely something that I am encouraging them to continue, uh, you know, in the different areas, but it is new. It is not something mental health, um, is not something that, uh, uh, that in the world wasn't something that uh, people were conscious of, uh, you know, outwardly uh, and took uh, and, and took recognition to address. Uh, but as the world began to recognize these challenges and address them, Hatsala leadership has done the same and we will continue to do so uh, because it, it helps. It helps. It for sure helps. I'm sure it does. And, and it's it's. It's reminiscent of so many other situations over the last couple of decades where we have found ourselves in challenging situations but never given ourselves opportunity to talk about it afterwards. And the difference in the care 
that people then experience afterwards once we've allowed those caregivers to share their experiences, to talk and to to get support from each other. Yeah. And that's where they want the support from from each other, because when a Hatzala member comes to your home and and helps you through that crisis, uh, chances are that's the last time you'll see them. And, and, and that's, that, that's the, you know, and then they're going to go back into the ether, <laughs> uh, you know, back into their own lives. And, uh, and, and the Hebra, like we talked about, will help them get through whatever it is that they had to deal with um, in, you know, in helping uh, whatever family called. Right. We should also ben- mention, by the way, that, and this is, this is part of one of the reasons that gatherings and opportunities for Hatzala members to share their experiences and their feelings are so important because they don't come home and talk about the calls with their families. It is a, no. we would, let's refer to it as a Yaharog Baal Yavor, shall we? Sure. <laughs> that members do not leave calls and then go home and tell everybody what happened. As a wife of a Hatzala member, it is far from it. I can't tell you how many times personally I have been stopped to say, oh, I was with your, oh, I saw you. No, I have no idea what you're talking about and I don't know who you are. <laughs> my One of my closest friends uh, who helped, you know, me uh, along the path of coming to Atzala is Naftali Solomon. Mm. He's, been a mem- he's been a member here for a very long time. And uh, he would always tell his kids, uh, yeah, stub toe. <laughs> Tati, you were gone for four hours. Yeah, stub toe. Uh, <laughs> right, that's the answer. And and by the way, yeah. that's the way it has to be because otherwise nobody's going to call. Correct. Right. Correct. Um, this coming Sunday, Hatsala will be hosting the Hatsala Expo. It will take place this Sunday at the Meadowlands, uh, what do we call it? Meadowlands Exhibit, Exhibition Center? Is that what we call it these days? Yeah, I think Convention Center. Convention Center? Center? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. This is the second expo, am I right? That's correct. We had our first one at the Brooklyn Expo Center last year to see, all right, let's see Let's see if there's interest. Um, and uh, this year, you know, we went all out. We said, you know, we had such success at the last one last year. Let's go, let's go to Brooklyn. Let's go to Meadowlands. And we are, we're full. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. The Hatzala EMS Expo 2022 attracts a wide array of professionals, a wide array, I should say, of professionals in the field hailing from cities and communities across the country. Attendees include top-level decision makers, administrators, and department chiefs, as well as scores of frontline workers and technicians. And by the way, that includes paramedics, that includes advanced paramedics, which I didn't know existed until I read through the paraphernalia. There's paramedics, and then there's advanced paramedics. Um, there's also, we have physicians, advanced EMTs, flight medics, emergency managers, tactical EMS providers, nurses, advanced practicing nurses. I mean, literally, it's anyone who's basically involved in the emergency medical field. Am I right? Absolutely. And what's the, what is the goal of this expo and why did it have to be run by Hatsala? And I mean that sincerely. <laughs> Um, well, the reason it has to be run by Hatsala is because, uh, you know, let's, let's answer the first question first, because that'll help us answer the second question. Um, the, the goal of the expo is, uh, to make sure that we have the best possible equipment available to respond to the calls that we receive. And by creating an expo where the different companies, uh, that, 
uh, different Hatzalas from across the country uh, utilized to purchase their uh, materials can come and show off uh, the latest uh, gadgets and uh, the latest um, life-saving uh, paraphernalia that they've created um, and also to compete with each other, competition breeds success. Uh, mm. We'll do better in terms of pricing. We'll do better in terms of uh, equipping our ambulances, our personal vehicles. We saw that after the last expo. We thought that after the uh, that when starting the first expo, that would be uh, the goal. Uh, the goal would be to accomplish that task, and and we absolutely accomplished. Uh, uh, so many different hotels across the country received better pricing for their ambulances, uh, for their thumper devices, for for other and for getting an idea of because at the expo all the different Hatzalah branches uh, from across the city and some from other cities that could drive brought their ambulances to the show so that others could see okay this is how we wow. stock our ambulances right so we can learn from best practices it's an opportunity for everyone to get together um, and look at what each other you know, how each other uh, operates uh, in certain ways, you know, what the fly cars look like, what the patrol cars look like, what the, you know, personal vehicles look like, um, and gain ideas also for the vendors themselves to see how we stock our cars, our ambulances, and our personal vehicles so that they get ideas. It was really a tremendous success on all fronts last time. And it has to be run by Hatsala because there is no show there happens to not be a show in New York City. Hmm. There's, there, yes, there are EMS shows uh, in New York State. Uh, there are EMS shows in Long Island, close to Ronkonkoma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there are no New York. There are no EMS shows in New York City, which is why the fire department is sending uh, a large delegation. FDNY is sending a large delegation to our show. A bunch of the New Jersey, um, you know, uh, EMS. Providers are sending delegations to the show uh, because there isn't a show uh, like this uh, in the area. And, you know, our our members, Suli Lowy from uh, from Queens, uh, Ichil Zlatnik from the RL, uh, Izzy Nablach from uh, KJ, you know, in Borough Park. You know, these guys got together and decided, hey, you know, let's bring this to New York City. And, you know, if we're running it. Uh, all of the vendors know us and they'll come. Wow. So that's that's why. That's pretty remarkable, by the way. And you know what I'm looking for out of the Hatsala Expo? I'm looking for smaller lights and sirens so <laughs> that... <laughs> So that they fit in the cars just, I mean, they, they provide all the exposure that the Hutzella member needs, but without taking up the entire dash. Tell Let me what you think about it. boys have their toys. Oh, <laughs> my God. My God. Uh, but it actually, it sounds very, very cool. I say that honestly, and I say that with a live mic. Um, it's It sounds unbelievable. And the truth be told is that when I said, does it have to be Hutzella, I wasn't saying that like dripping with sarcasm, like, did it have to be you? No, it did have to be you. Because in this case, especially in New York, you know, there's there there has to be leadership, right? There has to be somebody who steps up and says, we're going to do this. It's going to be a pain in the neck and we're going to be miserable for months, but we're going to get it done and it's going to be worth it. And and it was worth it last year and it's, you know, and it's been a, a bigger pain this year, but it's we, we feel it's going to be worth it. I mean, we already have 
over 2,000 people wow. uh, registered for the event. Yes. Yechiel, I'm just asking you not to take out the Javits Center next year. I'm begging no. you. I'm begging you, please. Well, we could talk about that offline. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about it at all. Um, but let's also, but with the time we have left, which is really, I mean, not so much time, let's just talk. take a second to talk about Hatzalathon and the success that Hatzalah has experienced and were able to benefit from from this year's Hatzalathon. Yeah, no. Uh, Hatzalathon this year was was unique um, in that we didn't have the concert. Right. Um, and uh, there was no event. Uh, part of the motive, part of the reasoning uh, there was no event was cost related. Uh, we wanted to make sure that as much as possible, uh, every dollar uh, that came in went to the uh, went to the neighborhoods uh, to be able to uh, provide life saving mm. uh, you know services. So that was part of that was part of the mo- motivation. And we'll, we're going to have the experts you know analyze whether or not it was it was worthwhile, and we'll figure out what we'll do uh, next year. But Hatzalathan over three years has raised over fifty million dollars. <sighs> which is an incredible number. And that's real money. You know, uh, some of these campaigns, I don't want to, you know, disparage any of them, but some of these campaigns, the, the money may be real, right? Right. This, this is real money. This is 82,000 donors uh, consistently uh, from all over the world uh, contributing to their local Hatzala in one group at one time, Lagba Omer Week. Uh, and it's been, you know, we really have a tremendous amount of Hakarasatev United for Protection, uh, three 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 leaders from Crown Heights, you know, Shlomi Greenwald, Zalmi Kohn, Beryl Eunuch, um, you know, and 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 Shner Najjar, you know, who who, who really uh, as 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 the uh, as the force, uh, you know, behind uh, some of the largest events in Crown Heights. Uh, he also became the force behind that Sullathan, and 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 these 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 men really stepped up and made it happen. So it's really, it's, it's an incredible thing. Well, that's unbelievable. Kola Kavod to all of you. That is for sure. HatsalaExpo.com. By the way, just so you know, because Hatsala is spelled a million different ways. In this case, Hatsala is spelled with all A's. H-A-T-Z-A-L-A-H expo.com is where you can find more information about the event this Sunday and Monday. I will let everyone know that it is for men and women to attend, that is for sure. Again, HatsalaExpo.com, all A's. Yechiel Kalish, I look forward to seeing you Sunday and or Monday at the Hatsala Expo. I will be there. I'm sure you will be there. And as usual, kola kavod to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your dedication to the community and my best to everyone on Hatsala. Thank you, Miriam, for having. Thank you, Miriam, for having me. Thank you for promoting this, and we look forward to seeing. You. Absolutely. Take, thank you. Take care. Have a good one. You've been listening to that's life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We're going to wrap this up very, very, very quickly. Actually, we're literally just going to go to a song. Yossi Zweig's uh, live lunch starts literally in in minutes. Minutes, I tell you. We're going to end with Benny Friedman's "Bum Bum" for two reasons. Number one, ironically enough, I sat next to Benny on the plane on the way to Israel. He's a wonderful seatmate. So, hi, Benny. Thanks for being a great roommate seatmate as you were on the flight to Israel. And because bum bum bacharta, yes, Israeli elections again. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.